Last week, we were talking about charting a path and direction for your life and asking, what are you going to do for the next 12 months? And, and researchers say that New Year's resolutions made year after year, there's a top 10. Includes weight loss, decrease of debt, get physically fit, eat healthy, learn something new, drink less alcohol, smoke less, reduce stress, take a trip, and volunteer in something. But researchers also say that about 80% of those resolutions will not be kept through January, showing us that we have to have resolve in saying that I'm going this direction and stay on this direction. But goals are important too because it says in Proverbs 29:18, Solomon said, where there is no vision, the people perish. And I hope you have some vision for 2016 and what it's going to look like for your life. And last week we started a sermon talking about having the determination to follow through on your goals and visions and plans. In fact, last week I asked you to clarify who God is in your life and to see how you see God and we use the representation of the latter. And we said there's some people that think of Christianity and God like climbing a ladder where it's about what you do for Jesus and not what Jesus does for you. And we wear ourselves out with this type of, of belief trying to do the right things, to have that list accomplished, to read my Bible is one step, going to church is another, volunteer is another. But we said the problem with the ladder is there's insecurity because you don't know where the top of the ladder is or how many rungs make you good enough. And that the latter person doesn't really know where they are in their relationship with God. And if you've got to do something to get to heaven, then what do you have to do and how much of it? And how much is good enough? And then we read the passage from Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, where Paul tells us, it's for by grace that you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves, but a gift from God. And we said last week, you don't need a ladder. The salvation is a gift. And then we talked about how that we need to see our relationship with God like a door. Where he said in Revelation 3.20, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. See, Jesus is at the door looking for you and for me and others. He is standing at the door knocking, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. And I said last week, that's how the relationship with Jesus Christ begins. It's a matter of, of opening that door. And today I want to talk specifically when we look at goals for 2016 about bringing people to Jesus. All through scriptures, we see the faith of friends causing them to take actions. Amazing friends who wanted to get their friend in front of Jesus. And I believe all of us know of friends, co-workers, classmates who aren't Christian or don't go to church 
And it may even be a relative or a family member that needs to hear about Jesus. And, and we're trying to, to, if you notice, offer things in this church that make the church appealing and attractive and fun where people show up on Sunday morning and they go to Sunday school and hear about the belief or they come on Wednesday night or they come to the YMCA on Friday night where we had about 160 show up. We offer free lunches on the circle on downtown Shelbyville days and Bears of the Blue River just so people can know we care. We do a softball clinic and baseball clinic. We have all kinds of activities to show people that Mount Pisgah is a place where they can come and be welcome, not be threatened and feel accepted because our goal is to bring our friends and families to a place where they can hear about Jesus. And if they come to church, those non-believers are the people that aren't as close to God or worshiping at all, and they and they sit through a, a worship service or a Bible study or a Sunday school class, and they don't come forward and accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, you know, that doesn't mean it didn't have an effect on them. I had a graph put on the back of the bulletin. And if you look at this graph, it's a conversion graph. And it goes from a negative 10 to a basically a positive 10, where the zero is the point of salvation. And negative 10 may be actually atheism or, or just a, a general disregard for a belief in God and Jesus Christ. But the other side, the plus 1 to plus 10 is kind of the progressive sanctification where we grow in our faith and we get closer and closer to Jesus Christ and becoming more like Christ. And maybe you've brought a person to church and to Bible study and, and they come off and on. And, and what we're saying here is each time they come, what may happen is they may go from a negative six to a negative four. And what I'm saying is, that means what you did by getting them here is not in vain. They are a step closer. They moved up two, two numbers to getting closer to that conversion point. So it's a win. And see, I can't believe that or a person can't hear about God, cannot come sit and hear Scripture read and prayer said and not and not have some effect and get closer, further up that graph towards salvation in their life. Just like you as a believer cannot stay on zero. If you come to church, if you read your Bible, if you work on your faith, you're going to move up the numbers on your process of discipleship and getting closer to God. And let me ask you, what if our faith the faith of a church that averages nearly 600 people a Sunday, what if we all were had the radar on looking around the life we live and the people we're connected to and we were to invite someone that doesn't know Jesus Christ or doesn't go to church? Because your inviting can make a difference in their life. But it just takes you being willing to step out of your comfort zone and to have a conversation about God. 
or just inviting them to church. And that's why we do all these activities is to, to make it inviting for them. That's why there's a welcome center out in the hallway that has snacks and, and coffee out there to make it a place where people want to come. Because we have a freedom that we're inviting them to bring into their life that can affect their lives forever. See, church is a place where you feed your soul. You know, it happens to me whenever Nick or Adam preaches or whenever I sit through Rich's Sunday school teaching or Karen's Bible study on Revelation on Monday night, I feel like my life is is better. I've been challenged. I've grown. I've been fed. But see, being a Christian is about more than just sitting there being fed. The Christian faith is about bringing others to Jesus. And all through scriptures, we see the faith of friends causing the friends to step out into action. In Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, you heard Andy read today about friends, or, or he read out of Mark 7, but in Mark 2, you see friends that bring their paralyzed friend, tear a hole in the roof, and drop him down in front of Jesus. What amazing friends who, who want to get their, their friend with a need in front of Jesus. And what happens is Jesus responds to the faith of these friends. And Jesus often responds to our faith in greater ways than we ever expected. Have you ever noticed about when you come to God or you bring somebody to God or a need to God that you expect A to be done? But what happens is not only does A get done, but you also see God doing miracles by doing B, C, D, and E in their lives. Because Jesus always wants to do more for us in our lives and our friends' lives than we expect him to do. And in 2016, I want to see lives changed at Mount Pisgah where where people can say things like, I've seen some amazing things happen at that church. Just like it says in Mark 2, 12, we've never seen anything like this. See, I want us to be a church where, where marriages are restored, where financial crises are worked through through the Dave Ramsey course, or people find jobs and, and kids grow up in the way of the Lord. And I'm telling you that because our faith can make a difference in the community. See, in Mark chapter 7, they brought Jesus a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to lay his hands on him. Now think about it. Here's a man who's deaf and and basically can't speak, how can he indicate what he wanted from Jesus? It was nothing to do with that blind and deaf man. His friends initiated it, and they brought him to Jesus. So what we see here is the power of friends. And sometimes in our lives, you know, there's a need for miracles. And miracles occur in messy, sinful lives. And, and, and nobody in this church is not sinful and had messiness in their life. But what we see is, is that when we come to Jesus by faith, we can be people that, that move 
from a zero to a one, or we can bring friends that aren't saved and move them from a two to a zero where they find Christ. And I believe that we, if we are faithful and continue to invite our friends and, and bring our family members over time, Jesus will move them to the point of salvation. See, Mark 7, 37 concludes by saying, He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Jesus always finishes what he starts. And if you have someone who isn't the way they should be, just give Jesus time. Maybe that person, if you invite them one more time, they may be just one touch away from Jesus. And that's why it's so important for fathers and mothers to bring their sons and daughters to the door. See, the door is a place where Jesus is standing and knocking. And see, parents, your leadership of your children is so important when it comes to spiritual things and things of God. And see, as a church, we want to be a place where, where people can hear Jesus knocking on the door of their heart. Because when he's knocking on that door, all they have to do is open it. Like Revelation 3.20 says, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Jesus is saying, all you have to do is open the door and we, he will come in. But see, we try to make the process of salvation so complex when it's really easy. It is just a matter of getting people here and getting people to a place that they can hear Jesus knocking on that door. And it's just a matter of moving them up that graph to where they're at the point that they open the door and let him come in. It's that simple when you walk in salvation and let the work of salvation begin. But Jesus Christ won't answer unless we open the door. What I want to challenge you to do this morning, we're going to have a, a few minutes of meditation and I'm going to ask Andy and Rob to come up and be on each side of the door. And they've got some pens and what we'd like you to do is just think about someone that's on your heart or in your life that you want them to open the door of their heart and make Jesus the Lord of their life in 2016. Or it may be somebody that's already saved and they've kind of backslidden and they're not in church and, and you want to see them have a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm going to ask you to do something that may be outside your comfort zone. But I'm going to ask you to come forward as Debbie plays our invitation hymn and right on the door, on the frame of the door, the back of the door. And what we're doing is we're saying, God, I believe you're going to move that person closer, move them up the graph from the negative into the, 
zero and the positive to the point of accepting Christ, that you're believing that Jesus is going to knock on the door of their heart. As Debbie plays, I'm going to invite you to come and write that name and let your faith lead them to the freedom that they need to find.